No, so it's interesting because there is all this frustration of, of people who can't watch the jazz in, in kind of traditional ways, whether they were Dish Network subscribers who had the channel removed uh, or they went to over-the-top streaming services that don't have AT&T Sportsnet. And frankly, just a lot of jazz fans don't have a way to watch jazz games right now. Good Thursday morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaswal. First up, Utah Jazz reporter Andy Larson joins the show to share where fans can watch jazz games next season. Yeah, so the Jazz announced today that uh, they will now they will continue to have their games only on AT&T Sportsnet, um, which is the regional sports network where jazz games have been since the deal was first signed in 2009. So um, that's been kind of a controversial home for the Jazz, essentially, uh, as of right now, Dish uh, Network subscribers can't get AT&T Sportsnet, and they're kind of a limited package of, of uh, different companies that, that do actually have that channel. So Comcast and DirecTV subscribers can get it, um, and then DirecTV Streaming and Fubo TV are the only two kind of what are called over-the-top streaming services uh, that have AT&T Sportsnet. So maybe more common ones like YouTube TV or Hulu don't contain the the channel jazz fans need to watch jazz games. And you talk a bit, you know, in your story, Andy, about big picture that, you know, the, the jazz has opened up negotiations with other TV partners. What does that mean, I guess, for the future? Yeah. So because of that frustration, I, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear that the jazz want to have more streaming options for their fans. And, and so AT&T Sportsnet and kind of the traditional old, regional sports network model hasn't provided that at all. Um, and so they're looking at kind of everything's on the table right now in terms of who might buy the, the rights to jazz games uh, and how those might be distributed. Um, you know, the jazz know that more and more of their fans are moving away from traditional TV, especially the younger audiences that will be, you know, they hope jazz fans moving forward. And so in the years to come, they, they really want to uh, attract those audiences, attract those younger audiences in a way that they haven't been able to in the last few years because they have signed this, this long deal with, with kind of bad streaming terms, frankly, for, for jazz fans and from a jazz fan point of view. I think it also really speaks as a society, we're moving away from television and going into streaming. So what would you say are the franchise's goal with possibly negotiating a new deal? Yeah, you know, I, I think they do want a traditional TV option for those people who want it, but they want to be really flexible with kind of everything else with, with the streaming stuff. So, um, you know, they, they want, they want it to be available on some over the top services like that YouTube TV, like Hulu. Uh, but they also kind of want more flexible options too. So, you know, they, they kind of see it as, or envision a future where watching a jazz game on TV works like going to a jazz game at Vivint Arena, where you can buy a ticket for just one game, or you can buy the ability to watch just one game, or you can buy a full season package, or you can buy a half season package. Or you might even be able to buy like a weekend package of uh, games you can watch if you know that you're going to be available on certain days and not on others. And so they they want it to be kind of flexible and meets fans' needs in that way when this new deal comes to fruition. Now, they're still in the super early negotiating stages of that, and it's not clear, you know, what technical solution would would support that or uh, how this would get done, or even if, if they can kind of make that work, that would be kind of a unique thing in, in the local TV business uh, with sports franchises. But 
that's kind of their goal right now is they say open up negotiations. The, the, the Jazz told us today that they've been open for about 10 days to, to two weeks now. And Andy, you know, in your story, you talk a bit about kind of how the jazz team conducted a recent focus group um, about illegal streaming. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, you know, so it's interesting because there is all this frustration of, of people who can't watch the jazz in, in kind of traditional ways, whether they were Dish Network subscribers who had the channel removed uh, or they went to over-the-top streaming services that don't have AT&T Sportsnet. And frankly, just a lot of jazz fans don't have a way to watch jazz games right now. And so they go to these illegal streaming options that you can find on the internet and just watch the games for free that way. And, you know, I think we've seen that in the, the music industry for sure. Uh, we've seen it in the, the movie streaming industry as well. It's like if, if you give people a palatable way to uh, buy it, buy the content for a reasonable price, They'll do it. They'll sign up for Netflix. They'll they'll buy a movie from from Amazon. They'll pay for a Spotify subscription, whatever it is. There's not really that solution right now with with local sports content and watching jazz games. And so I think there are a lot of fans out there that would kind of pay that extra money if they could. But right now, the kind of the least you can pay in order to watch jazz games is an eighty dollar a month subscription to either Fubo or DirecTV streaming. So that's kind of the problem from a jazz fan point of view. And and I think their hope is that. Because they do have all of these people who admit to just illegally streaming the games, um, that they're trying to kind of siphon that off by offering these flexible packages in the future is, is their goal. Now, again, we'll see if that happens. We're still, you know, they're talking about doing this not for this upcoming season, but for two seasons down the road. So there's obviously a lot that can that can change and, and nothing's been finalized yet. But again, that is their goal is to try to you know recoup some of that income that they're currently losing to illegal streaming. All right. Andy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks again. And in case you missed it, I have a story out on a new musical called The Good Shepherds that opens in Syracuse tonight. But even before anyone has seen it, it's faced backlash. The musical examines the practice of tithing in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And according to the production's website, the main character, Laura, a journalist with the New York Times, investigates religious organizations whose charitable contributions pale in comparison to their immense wealth. Composer and producer David Nolan says the musical has garnered strong reactions from the wider Latter-day Saint community and that some cast members are being ostracized. You can read the full story now on sltrib.com. That's it for today, but make sure to tune in tomorrow for the day's biggest headlines. A huge shout out to Danny Rubio for producing today's episode and the Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. 